The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, you might have seen the Irish Times reporting this week that Sinn Fein has apparently dropped its pledges to withdraw immediately from NATO and other defence agreements, like with the European Union, should they get into government. We're going to hear the Sinn Fein view in just a moment, but Mark Price is with me, co chair of the Irish anti war movement. Mark, should a Sinn Fein led government immediately withdraw from these agreements? Absolutely, because they said they would in their manifesto of 2020. Um, it represents the vast majority of Irish people. The last two polls, 68 and 71% of people polled, want to hold to Irish neutrality. And the uh, idea of withdrawing from, uh, sort of not withdrawing or, or hedging their bets about withdrawing from PESCO uh, is something that people can see through straight away. It's uh, just kicking the, kicking the ball down the lane. Um, but it is good. And I want to just ask uh, Matt here if that he says that Sinn Féin are still will stick to the policy of discontinuing the use of Shannon Airport as a refuelling for American military. Well, that Matt is Matt Carthy, Sinn Féin spokesperson on Foreign Affairs and Defence. Matt? Well, in the first instance, um, I don't think I need to be, but I will be absolutely clear that Sinn Féin is committed to Irish neutrality. We believe it needs to be the cornerstone of the government's foreign policy and will certainly be the cornerstone and the starting point in terms of all decisions that a Sinn Féin government will make. Um, in the first instance, we need to set out what Irish neutrality is because I think those of us on the left, those of us who value neutrality for the past 20 years have been locked into a cycle with government and essentially what Irish neutrality has been articulated as is what we're against. Um, and it is important, of course, to cr- be critical and to oppose um, moves when we are on a, in a position with um, respect to undermining neutrality. But we also need to um, set out how it is that we've come to a point where Irish neutrality has been undermined. And Irish neutrality has actually been undermined on three fronts. In the first instance, what has happened is that government have moved away from the proposition that we should have an independent foreign policy. And therefore, in many respects, the decisions that are made in relation to foreign policy um, are articulated only when they are um, um, when, when they fit into the consensus at an EU level. Now, that's very different than where we would have been, say, for example, during the time of apartheid South Africa where we would have set out and Ireland would have had a leading role in the anti-apartheid movement. We would say in relation to uh, um, instances such as the um, ongoing um, apartheid regime against the Palestinian people, for Mm. example, Ireland should return to that. The second area, and this is a crucial area where government have, successive governments have undermined Irish neutrality is in the systemic undermining and under-resourcing and under-investing in our defence forces. So we are in a position at the moment where um, we say we're neutral but we are dependent on others to carry out what are the basic roles of a defen- of defence forces and that includes monitoring our skies and our seas particularly our subsea so, infrastructures and protecting and defending ourselves against new threats such as uh, such as cyber security so, threats. So, so that reality means that worse in fain to find themselves in government you feel you would have to maintain some of these agreements for state security reasons. For example, we know we, we now know that it is likely that we're going to sign a deal kind of with, with, with NATO that they will uh, protect these undersea cables off our coast that there's been an awful lot of focus on recently. Something like that we would need to maintain because of that level of underinvestment. And the third strand to the undermining of our uh, neutrality has been the government's in- entering into... Um, 
in programmes such as Partnership for Peace, such as PESCO and such as NATO uh, NATO alliances, and there's quite a number of them and quite a number of the arrangements that are yeah. in place aren't known. But you wouldn't to, be getting rid of them on day known one to the to the Irish people, including, yeah. for example, the fact that the RAF have um, apparent access to our skies and are responsible for that's, essentially that's protecting been an open our secret skies f- uh, for years. But it, anyway, it listen. has been, and this is the point I wanted to make, um, Kieran, because what we need to have is a full and frank outlining of what positions and what propositions are in place. But that means that those of us on the left need to recognise in the first instance, we need to actually invest in our defence forces, not to the level of NATO countries, because we will never be in a position to defend ourselves from a Russian invasion or whatever um, uh, whatever um, threat might be um, envisaged by some. And in fact, I would contend that our greatest protection against any such invasion is actually our mm. historical neutrality, which, as I say, must be protected and must be the cornerstone of All how right. we approach these things. Uh, Mark, I, I don't know whether you describe them as pillars or strands or seven tests, I think is the DUP might call them tests. But uh, 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 pillar three, test three, whatever it's called, um, that we've underfunded our defence forces for so long that there's an element of reliance now. We can increase investment in our defence forces without uh, joining PESCO or without remaining in PESCO. In fact, PESCO is exactly the opposite of an independent foreign policy. It 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 is explicitly uh, a system of binding members into certain uh, agreed, mainly agreed between France and Germany policies, uh, which take away from our neutrality and our independent policy. We can invest in our in our defence without compromising our neutrality. That is a separate issue. Can I ask Matt if Sinn Fein in government will? end the policy of refueling American planes well, can, can, we, we, okay, You did bring that up and so in fairness I will ask Matt in a moment but okay. just uh, like uh, on day one of Sinn Féin in government were that to happen Mark I mean how quickly can we realistically invest in the defence forces to the degree that they could protect our skies and our seas? I think that's everyone accepts this, uh, that we couldn't uh, provide uh, that kind of um, blanket military, but we don't have to compromise our neutrality in that case. Under the UN Charter, uh, Kieran, un- Article 51, I think it's, it is, uh, under self-defence, we can enter into agreements. Uh, we can look for help for people if we were attacked militarily, firstly. And secondly, all the talk about cyber security and undersea cables and so on mm. is a bit of a red herring. That doesn't come underneath military. That is a police matter and an Interpol matter. And that can be dealt with as, without compromising our neutrality. But uh, on let's let's imagine that uh, McCarthy is uh, Minister for Foreign Affairs and Defence uh, in a Sinn Féin government and a Russian uh, jet turns off its transponder in Irish airspace. Now, when that happens at the moment, we, uh, to our great shame, I have to say, we ring the RAF and we ask the RAF to scramble a few tornadoes to escort it out of Irish airspace. What should we do? There's nothing. We should continue to do that. That has absolutely nothing to do with neutrality. If if I was went out, left this this building today, and was attacked by somebody, and then called on the help of somebody else, that isn't me giving up my independence. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. The PESCO is a very different thing. It's a. A, a binding agreement among a large number of people which has been set up explicitly in the interests really of two of those powerful members in order to create a global power with the military industrial uh, 
backing. Uh, Matt, uh, we'll get to PESCO in just a moment, but uh, the issue of uh, American planes refuelling at Shannon, what's Sinn Féin's policy? Yeah, our view is that neutral states shouldn't be providing um, solace or um, facility for combat aircraft um, attending conflict zones um, and therefore we would obviously um, strive to bring an end to to that practice and um, there's very actually little that myself and um, Mark are disagreeing with here um, because there are issues in which parties have policies and on these matters Sinn Féin is very clear. Then there are issues in which uh, government can deliver immediately over a course of a term or in some cases over a a longer period of time and I think it's really important um, that we set out precisely which which category each of these areas fit into. And I am making uh, you know, a categorical um, commitment on behalf of Sinn Féin that we will, in the first instance, ensure that we um, restore our independent foreign policy and how we deal with conflict situations and that we return to the point where Ireland has historically been at its most successful. The reason we got elected onto the UN Security Council, the reason that we are able to play such a positive contribution and why mm. the Irish past is such a valuable document for any of us to have in our in our hand, in, in our pockets is because of our tradition in terms of neutrality. Obviously, our post-colonial um, and our um, experience of colonialism um, is unique in a European context, and all of that has contributed towards us being able to play a really positive role in conflict resolution and peace building across the globe. I don't want to lose that. Yeah. Secondly, we have to invest in our defence forces. We cannot. What on does the one that investment look like? So I know that this primary radar that they've been talking about. I mean, for about 15 years, yeah. the government have been talking about this and Michal Martin yesterday talking about another delay uh, before it gets up and running, uh, which kind of beggars belief. But uh, investing in the defence forces, let, let, let's assume, you know, paying conditions for soldiers for and seamen and yes. everybody else uh, in between for a start. But are you talking about... Uh, uh, upgrading the Air Corps fleet from beyond P9s that we wouldn't be kind of scrambling tornadoes from the RIF that we would be sending F-16s we might buy from South Korea. So we're all fortunate in the in in the event because the, we had a commission on the def- on the future of the defence forces where they set out different strands. Um, and what we're currently doing is actually in the first instance costing all of those strands. What it will actually cost to to deliver each each level. Um, we don't need to be, and we never will become a superpower. We are not an aggressive state. We do not need to be in a situation where we are prepared um, for uh, for war situations. What we need to be able to do in the first instance is monitor and secure our own skies and our seas. We need to protect ourselves against new threats and those new threats are increasingly cyber and increasingly coming from non-state actors and it is well within our capacity as a small um, neutral country to be able to provide ourselves with that. And then of course it does mean that we need to ensure that the experiences of our defence forces is a positive one and that means paying conditions, it means addressing the issues that have arisen from the women of honour and it means ensuring that we actually have the capacity. We're at you know, um, such and, and it is quite frankly ludicrous where we have parties like Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael talking about you know our inability to assist other European states in the event that they're invaded when the reality is that we have um, reduced our defence forces to the bare minimal so when we participate in a UN um, sanctioned mission off the coast of Libya in the, in the next number of weeks there will be periods during that mission when we have one ship 
to deploy across all of Irish seas, which make up a third of the EU waters. Um, that is not a tenable situation no. for a government to be able to um, course, say that we have actually, we have, we're in a position to defend ourselves. Yeah, and of course the, the Ranger Wing had to thumb a lift uh, to Afghanistan last year from the French. Um, Mark, what is it about PESCO? And PESCO for people at home, the Permanent Structured Cooperation, so it's kind of military cooperation between and amongst <coughs> EU member states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been a kind of a ramping up or an expansion of our participation in that as well uh, in the last little while. Uh, what in particular are the aspects of that that are problematic for you? Uh, it's set up, it was set up once the British announced they were leaving the EU. They were opposing it. And the French and the Germans had had made it quite clear and immediately had a summit announcing their, their strategy, which was to basically turn Europe into a global player in terms of military to match its global status as an economic power. Uh, And what I object to is it locks members into participation in, sorry to use the cliche, the military-industrial complex. It is talking about a vast increase in military production and military spending uh, and a complete loss of independence of foreign policy for the members because it is being dictated by the interests of really France and Germany. And um, that's the main thing. Okay, I object to. Ma, ma, I'm just conscious of time. I mean, what is the Sinn Féin position on uh, our participation in PESCO? So we opposed Ireland signing up to PESCO, and in, in the first instance, we opposed it because, if you recall, the feed, yeah, but the we're in it now. Feed, is yes. it also the case you're so, going to say, well, it's and, a bit tricky now to get no, out of it? No, and the question I was that was put to me by the Irish Times at the weekend that caused a little bit of uneasiness, and I can understand that. But at the same time, the the question was, would a Sinn Féin government immediately withdraw from the five exercises that yeah. Ireland is currently involved in in Pesco? And I have to say, in the first instance, that's not my priority because my priority is to ensure that we actually build our neutrality, reinforce our neutrality, but also recognise that we have to defend our neutrality. We simply can't set out Irish neutrality as being things that we are opposed to. Irish neutrality is a very positive thing. It has served us well and if done right, can serve us well right into the future. Mark, I know you want to come back. You'll have to come back another day, I'm afraid. Mark Price is the co-chair of the Irish anti-war movement and Matt Carthy, Sinn Féin spokesperson on foreign affairs and defence. Thank you both very much uh, for joining the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.